Live from the Cock and Crank. Hello, everyone. My name is Edgar Willa Juarez, and I'm here with my co-host. Aloudin Hightower. What's going on, everybody? We How's everyone doing? Great. We're back at it. Well, today we have a special guest with us. Dean, do you want to introduce our guest? I do want to introduce our guest. We have a very special guy, very busy guy, international traveler, international writer, local smasher, Nate, a.k.a. Captain America Cook. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for being here, quite, Nate. Quite, quite the uh, introduction. Dude, <laughs> real quick, I, know, I mention this all the time, okay, because you have the Captain America kit and everything. I remember... The first time we ever saw you. Here we go. At the 6th Street Drag. Is that what it was? Yeah. And yeah. then I looked at you, and I was with Edgar. I was this videographer, <laughs> and, you know, everybody was like, oh, Edgar's going to win, blah, blah, blah. But you showed up, and I was like, who the fuck's this Captain America-looking guy? It just, I just yeah. muttered it, right? I didn't, I, didn't have the, I didn't have that kit yet. I no. was wearing a different kit. No, you didn't have yeah. that kit then. And then everybody was like, yeah, he does look like Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Everybody yeah. ran with it. Yeah, and then went with it. <laughs> And then ever since then, Captain America just flew off, and yeah. you, you're rocking the kid. It's super cool. It's That's dope. Thanks. Appreciate that. Who else to rock it? Nate, you do a good job. Thanks. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Nate. Seriously, yeah. Um, well, uh, started, grew up in Temecula, and then uh, was track and field athlete for 15 years. Uh, ended up going to Cal State Long Beach, Mount Sac first for junior college, and then Cal State Long Beach to run track. And then uh, after X amount of injuries, um, just tried to find something, a way to still get into the Olympics. And so I had a couple of friends that trained at Cal State Long Beach uh, in the weight room that were on the U.S. national team and Canadian national team for track cycling. And uh, asked them about track cycling and what I had to do, and they kind of like nicely said like oh yeah you can do this but weren't too serious about me like getting into it they didn't really understand that I was serious <laughs> and so uh so yeah as soon as I was done with my scholarship at Cal State Long Beach I got a track bike and uh it'll be five years October 15th the first time I ever rode on a velodrome um so yeah and then kind of the rest was Rest is history. Shut up. Was your your focus just to be an Olympian runner? Yeah. So and anything or just just go to the dang Olympics. Oh, like okay. That was, that right. was the, yeah, that that's was dope. the goal. Yeah, so, that's dope. Yeah. That's some good. Yeah. 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 So. That's really cool, especially the idea that you just within the past five years, first time you ever stepped foot on a velodrome. You know what I mean? Well, the first time I ever got my fixed gear bike was five years ago. Yeah. yeah. Just no, about, yeah. Seriously. And so, like, we all started within... How long ago did you first get your track bike, Edgar? Oh, here? man. Uh, maybe six. Six years ago. Uh, and it wasn't an official track bike. It was a road bike conversion. There you go. Okay. But uh, I eventually ended up switching it out. <laughs> but, yeah, just about six years. It was good. I stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I love it. That's why we're all still here because we stuck with it. Yeah. But, I mean, you just took You were just on a totally different level. You just wanted to get to the top. You know I mean? To the top as in, like, you want to go to the Olympics because that's yeah. where the top is when it seems like for sports. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so did you have any specific track and field? Because I really like track and field. Mm -hmm. What were your sports and your events in track and field? So I was a, I was a decathlete. Uh, so that's 10 events over two days. Okay. Uh, so running, jumping, and throwing. So a little bit of everything. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. So. Okay. Oh, sorry, Dean. Were you going to say something? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, like for me, Nate, uh, I, 
I don't do the track cycling, which I would want to. I just don't have the time to train for that because I work. Like me, I, I'm an electrician. I work. I have a family, and I have time to train. But do you – is your cycling your 100% full-time job, or how do you – no. Do you feed def- off of that? Definitely not. Um, okay. There's, there's, my sponsors are awesome. Um, majority of my sponsors are um, gear, so I pretty much get everything taken care of as far as what I'm wearing, what I'm riding, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then financially, I have a, a few key sponsors. Um, pretty much all my financial sponsors are on my bike, so if you've seen my bike, it's mm-hmm. blacked out and stickered up, so those are all my financial sponsors, uh, and then to actually, like, feed myself and make a living and uh, do things other than yeah. ride a bike, I uh, do bike fits at okay. the at the velodrome, so. Oh, that's really? Good. Yeah. And for anybody that doesn't know exactly what a bike fitting is, what does that in, what is it entail? Yeah, bike fits are basically to get the individual set up on the bike is in their best biomechanical position. So we use uh, infrared sensors and motion capture system to find each rider's biomechanical ranges, whether they're on a track bike or a road bike or a time trial or a mountain bike, um, getting people dialed in. And literally, like, you can have a crappy fit or an amazing fit between a centimeter one way or the other. Uh, it's pretty precise and pretty exact. So it's fun. Everybody I get in is a different puzzle. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun. It's a cool thing to do. Yeah, I got to get in there with Nate and get a bike fit. I'm running, I'm running blind right now. Yeah. I feel as comfortable as I can be, but I'd probably get a bike fit. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, honestly, like... I- I feel like I'm comfortable on my bike too, but you know, there's those weird things like, I wonder if I can get that fixed, you know what I mean? And so there's all types of weird shit you could do to probably make you more efficient, right? Oh yeah. And I mean, especially on a track bike, because you are pedaling continuously, Mm -hmm. um, it changes the fit a lot. Whereas a road bike, it's easy to kind of readjust and shift around and whatever else. But when you can't stop pedaling, things are they're at where they're at and uh if it's not perfect i mean that's hundreds of thousands or millions of pedal strokes that are off just by a little bit i like the way you think about that because i've never thought about it that way just whether you know because people just ride just to ride you know what i mean but the idea of your hundreds and thousands of pedal strokes that could be slowing you down potentially you know for the smallest things i think something like that is like just kind of take that as a little like grain for, I guess, life, you know, sometimes you just need little tweaks to fix like, you know, just hundreds and thousands of hours and time for you to continuously. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Dean, where can I get a bike fit for life? Where can I get those? Where do you get those? Ask Nate. We call that an ass kicking, Willow. I can offer you one of those. Oh, you just said he's going to beat you up in the parking lot. (laughs) We can, we can let the legs do the talking anytime, any place. I'll go out. I'll go out. I'll die trying, but I'm gonna try. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. So, uh, Nate, uh, when you go out and ride, when you're done eating, what is what is your uh, eating habits, and what do you eat? Um, food mainly. Well, I mean, uh, what what type of, what type of food is specifically for a, a Captain America like yourself? So, so I mean, basically, day in the life as far as what I eat, kind of my staples. Like this morning. Um, I had four pieces of, uh, like shepherd's bread toast with, uh, 
butter on it. And That's too much eggs. gluten, dog. What? I, I do the gluten, man. I'm really? Fine. I don't care. You look you yeah. do look thinned out for yeah. sure. Okay, so oh, all right, so today I ate rice with pork and sauce. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, say no mas. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, <laughs> what else do you eat? I mean, it's different. I'm. I mean, as a as a sprinter, doing air quotes. Um, I mean, my calorie intake is a little bit higher. I don't have to count all my everything exactly like a lot of roadies do. Um, I mean, sometimes if I have a little more weight, I can equate to a little bit more power, and that's right. fine by me. How many calories do you eat a day when you're training? Like training time something's coming up yeah i mean with my protein shakes and food and everything anywhere from 3500 to 5000 depending on the day and the training that's serious so just <laughs> trying to take it in yeah oh i eat my wife told me where does it go i yeah. eat man i eat <laughs> but but then again i'm you know burritos carne asada my wife cooks now she, well she was working she gets tired <laughs> of my, my I said it wrong now. sorry <laughs> But when she gets home from work, and she works too, she's tired. But, uh, you know, I told her, you know, I need some food. And she she cooks fish. She cooks chicken. She cooks everything. Yeah, so now I got to I gotta become an Italian chef, man. You know, Bobbity booty. I got to cook something for my wife now. Well, what's Nate's last name? <laughs> cook? Of course. <laughs> what's, your, what do you, uh, what's your favorite dish that you know how to cook, Nate? I'll tell you mine. I, I'm big on scrambles. Scrambled eggs and bacon. Oh! Scrambles, yeah, like lots of potatoes and and eggs and bacon and the whole. I'm missing the potatoes only. I got but potatoes are good. Potatoes are good. All right, so I, you know, I know you have somewhat of a organized eating habit when it comes to cycling or serious training, but. I didn't know you were a little loose as far as yes, eating like that's what it seems. But I, 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 yeah. I eat well. Like I'm not. I right, don't right. eat fast food. I don't drink sodas. Soda, soda's the death of majority of people. Yeah. Like that's don't drink soda. Drink lots of water. First thing I do when I wake up in the morning is drink a huge glass of water, and that kind of sets my body up for the rest of the day. Okay. Um, I don't eat a ton of red meat, um, an, mm. an okay amount, mostly mm. chicken and fish. Right. Um, my wife's vegetarian, so or pescatarian, she'll eat fish. What's that? A pescatarian is somebody that eats fish. Well, n- not only fish, basically a vegetarian, but fish. Okay, not okay, only, okay. Like she doesn't eat chicken mm. or right. pork. I get or, it, I get it, okay. I'm a, I'm a carnivore. Yeah, yeah. Yep. you and I both. I love it. <laughs> I don't eat pork. You don't eat pork? I don't yeah. eat pork at all. What? So good. Do you know there's a Spanish, well, Mexican dish called menudo? Yeah. It's yeah. delicious. I've heard of that band. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, so Dean knows a little bit of some of the old school bands called menudo. You got me there. Right. You got me. On to our next question, Dean. <laughs> um... The typical riding day for you, uh, when you're on the track, I mean, it, do you go by miles till you're tired? I remember they you, they asked Muhammad Ali, they go, man, how many crunches do you do, Ali? How many? And he goes, I do as many crunches till I'm tired. Yeah, I'm not Muhammad Ali, though. You're not Muhammad no. Ali. So it's not like you're on the track till your just legs give out. No, no, not at all. Yeah, it's very, I mean, everything's down to, yeah, program and a science, so to speak, but, um, yeah, a day on the track or a week, essentially like Mondays are starts, Tuesdays are excels, Wednesdays, an easy road ride for like an hour, hour and a half, 
Thursday is flying efforts, whether they're flying hundreds or flying 500s, if the coach is being mean. And then um, Friday is more of a long, kind of a lactate workout where wow. you just, everybody else in the world looks forward to Fridays, and I absolutely hate Fridays. Really? Uh, they're so painful. Just longer? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like standing 750s and things to make you throw up. Um, and then Saturday is usually anywhere from a one to three hour road ride. And then Sunday is the Sabbath. You're, you're, <laughs> you're hitting us with a lot of like cycling jargon. I understand. But for yeah, example, yeah, yeah. a standing 750, what is a standing 750? Because so it sounds yeah, backbreaking. The track, track is 250 meters around. So 250 times three is... 750 so three laps and standing means you're going from a standstill you're not moving or you're rolling into it at like one mile per hour okay. um, so you're coming in super slow and what that does when you're not rolling into it it makes you're using a whole different energy system for the start mm -hmm. and then going endurance essentially for me 750 that's um i mean 40 some odd seconds mm -hmm. um that's all of your energy systems are absolutely tanked wow so uh nate when you're when you're training do you take any type of supplements or before training yeah um so cnp is my nutrition sponsor and so they have a pro gf that i take and basically it's a cocktail of sorts that has uh creatine beta al beta alanine um some caffeines in there um, and all sorts of... Uh, Where can I go to find that? You can go to find that on my website at teamnader.com. Team it's a nice plug. Good job. <laughs> that was a great transition. That's the best transition he's ever had. Cause I got to do it for America, man. I got to yeah. do it for America. Hell yeah. So yeah, I, I have uh, on teamnader.com, I have all my nutrition supplements that I use. And people can actually email me and shoot me a message if they have any questions about all that stuff as well. That's, that's good to know because not a lot of racers in your level are willing to offer that type of information. That's so that I respect that. Well, that's good. That's good. I like that too. <laughs> so I, I got to ask one more question. And this is from the guys on the street asking me. They want to know what gears you're running, man. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I'm like, guys, look. You fixie fools and your gears. Oh, my God. If if you if you deadlift over six hundred pounds, then we can talk about gear. There you go. Ooh. There you go. There's a challenge. Ooh, that's the hardest thing I've heard in a long time. Yo, dog, are your legs ready for that? Let me tell you why. I'm such. A, I'm. I'm sorry to cut you off, Edgar, on this because I watch your deadlifts. I I, I like squatting. I squat on my own time and everything because I know I feel the power in it. I told this guy, I was like, dude, when I finish doing deadlifts and squats, I feel like fucking super Mario. Yeah, he was telling me. He was telling me. He was. Exactly what I mean. Yeah, like you just feel like you just want to go. Yeah. But my 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 response to that really is everybody's gears are different. Like uh -huh. don't I mean if if you want to race big gears and that's what you do well in, then race big gears. If you're more of a leg speed person, then race smaller gears. Like I mean, it doesn't. There's no one right gear to win. Right. Uh, that's why you have options and. In my races, I'm always changing my gears up. In my training, I'm changing my gears up. I'll change my gear in practice, in training, anywhere from three to five times. Um, because the more you can shock kind of the system and your body and your leg speed, the more results you're going to get. 
Yes, Nate. We know you changed the gears, but what number are the gears, Nate? <laughs> the people want to know. <laughs> no, look. Like I tell, like Nate said, every time they ask me, I tell them my gear because I don't care. Forty nine, fifteen, forty eight, fourteen. It's just whatever you're comfortable with. On the, on the on the for the Wolfpack drag race, I've used anywhere from a ninety to a ninety eight. There you go. And then I ran for the drag race. I ran a fifty fifteen both times. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what is that in? Uh, I know that's in inches, but what is? That's a fourteen, like forty seven, forty eight, forty nine, fifty, fifty one, something like that. It's it, it, for, well. That's what worked for me. Yeah. Well, that's what I felt comfortable yeah. with. But everyone, like you said, everyone's different. You have to change them out and see which one you like yeah. and you prefer. And, that, and that's. I mean, I. I don't know how to ride on the street. Like, that's a whole thing. I changed my gear three times at the last drag race because... You know what, Nate? I have one question, one final question for you. Will we ever see you after you're done with your with run, with Team USA? Will we ever see you in the actual fix breakless crits? Well, I'm not. I'm not sure how many people uh, listen to this uh, podcast. Let's just say three million. If there's three million people, I want them all to message. Uh, Don, a.k.a. Roadblock, and ask him about the conversation we had recently. Oh, okay. All right. In that case, I'm going to have to hit him up myself. <laughs> okay. okay. It's All privileged right. information, but right. he'll just say, yes, Nate might be looking towards Red Hook. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. Wow. I got to step okay. it up. <laughs> okay. I got to step it way up. Post-Olympics. Post-Olympics. Okay. Real quick, I wanted to ask you, going back to your uh, Team Nader website. On your website, you sell a lot of gear. In uh, including Team Nader name brand items. Well, out of all the things that you sell, do you have anything that's your favorite? Because I notice you have like these muscle roller things. You have gloves. You have all types of crazy looking stuff. What What do you got on there? And what's your favorite? Oh, out of the gear, I mean, I love my champion system kit that I ride. Okay. I mean, all the stuff Champsys has is awesome. I ride uh, Bont shoes, and those are all awesome. I basically my sponsors are set up. And I choose all my sponsors. I went to them and asked for a sponsorship. Mm -hmm. So nothing I sell is something I don't use or don't like. like right. I like all of it. Right. Um, I mean, if somebody really wants to spend money and um, do something, I'd say get a bike fit. That's okay. going to do the most for your riding more than a New Jersey or a roller or whatever else. Get a bike fit. If you don't mind me asking, how much does that cost? Not necessarily you, but like, what's the average cost of like if somebody wants to get a bike fit or something? Yeah, so they're they're two hundred and seventy five dollars. That's a three hour fit with me for the first fit, uh -huh. plus two one hour follow ups. So really, you're getting five hours of my time um, on the system for three or two hundred and seventy five bucks. So wow. it's not too bad. Why does it take that long? Because I'm thorough. Yeah. He's trying to get that ass to ride right. That's what he's trying to yeah, do. Yeah, so I mean, we start the fit on the rider's bike, then we take the fit over to the retool bike and do the entire fit over there. I can fit somebody who's like four foot six to eight foot tall on that thing. And then we get all their exact measurements and then transfer them back over to their bike, uh, make sure everything transfers over correctly. And then um, have them go out on the track or on the road, depending on what kind of fit it is, and just make sure everything's dialed in. Yeah, that's that's good, man. That sounds really good. I'm building a new bike right now, and <clears throat> excuse me. And Edgar saw it earlier this week, and I think I'm gonna put it in the budget to take it down to there your spot. There we go. I think yeah. we can work something out. Yeah, let's do it. I'm so down. here's a here's a quick uh, oh, quick first? disclaimer <laughs> as up? far as buying track bikes versus road bikes. 
people say that like, oh, you're going to go to a fixed gear bike or a track bike, buy a size smaller than your road bike. Do not do that. Buy a size, the same size or maybe a size bigger because you need more reach. The frame has to be a little bit longer. You see guys out on the road in the fixie crowd or even on the track where it looks like their hands are underneath their chest. Mm -hmm. And basically they're doing like an eternal push-up. Mm -hmm. And so that's not allowing them to um, rotate their pelvis structure the right way and use their uh, torso basically over the bike to get the reach they need um, and put down the power they need. That is so key. I've seen them. They look very uncomfortable. Yeah. But they're still trying to go fast. But the thing is, though, is they don't know. That's what it is. They might look uncomfortable because I'll be honest with you. I honestly thought I didn't like reaching out. Oh, excuse me. I When I ride or when I I realize later, like, it's better for me to reach out. But before, I didn't like reaching out that far. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I was scared. I don't know what I was afraid of. Yeah. But I realized just the efficiency and just riding different bikes and shit like that. What are you saying? Are you trying to say something, Edgar? I'm not trying to say Are you trying to say I don't ride? I didn't say I just heard you mutter Nate's here that I don't ride. Nate, there's a we have a little Nate, get on your bike <laughs> meet this guy in the street Nate, yeah. we have a little situation we did that we saw how it turned out yeah. we did see how he turned out what? look if i would have won Nate, it would have been all over let's <laughs> just leave it at that <laughs> what? hashtag <laughs> captain america i tried oh, i tried i tried so I, I would say and the biggest thing <laughs> oh, i mean yeah. if you don't know what size bike you need i mean we do at the bike fit studio at aerosports we do pre-fit so with the retool bike we can somebody can come in before they even have a bike mm-hmm. we can find their exact fit and okay. dial it all in then they go buy the bike and then bring it back in for a follow-up okay what what do you think for beginner riders what should they be wary or, or careful of what do you think is the most the biggest issue they should be Great transition, Edgar. Real quick, fitness for rookies. Okay, how about let's just talk about that real quick. Okay. Nate, you've only been cycling for five years. That's relatively a short time. (laughs) Hooked on phonics works for me. (laughs) What do you think is the secret to your success? And on that, I'm Mexican, so don't hate. Congratulations. Go for it. I'm going to own that. So let's recap. I've only been riding for oh, five years. Yeah. What's my? Why am I being successful? Yeah. What's the secret to your success? Like, like I, I mean, without answering your question, I mean, you've been an athlete your entire life almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I feel like taking the track bike to, I mean, getting on the track bike, it was just, you were just born for that. You know what I mean? There's some people I feel that are just born for certain things. Do you see what I'm saying? And there's some people that could pretty much not do it all, but if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish it. Do you see what I'm saying? And so you saw like, oh man, I couldn't do the decathlon, but my goal was to make it to the Olympics. Do you see what I'm saying? And so you saw where you could do that and you're capitalizing on it fairly well, right? Yeah. I mean... Obviously, no uh, no easy task, no easy road. Right. But I was, yeah, I've been competing at a decent level my whole life, um, Division One track and field and whatever else. So I have the right. base, I have the training, I have the strength. Um, and then I, I've had so much help from so many people to teach me how to transition that skill and that strength in onto the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Yeah, I, I've always, I mean, I grew up riding my bike, doing BMX and whatever else. Just I rode my bike right, everywhere. Right. Um, and so I knew I liked riding a bike. I didn't know how good I would be at it. Right. Um, but I knew, like you said, it was my, that was my closest opportunity to try and make an Olympic team. And going to Cal State Long Beach in the 
only indoor Olympic level velodromes 15 minutes away, right. I would have been stupid not to try. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's solid. That's, that's great. Um, we wanted to ask also what in all the races that you've done, what's the most rewarding race that you've won and why? Yeah, I would say, I'd say there's two for two different reasons. First one, Pan American Championships in 2013. Um, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah 2013, like uh, <laughs> Mexico City. Uh, oh, really? With uh, Matt Baranowski and Kevin Mansker. We got third in the team sprint nice. and uh, broke the U.S. national record by, I think it was three one thousandths of a second. That's um, too much math for me, even though that's not that much math. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a pretty close margin. Um, and so that was big. That was my first international competition. Okay. Um, and so that was meaningful just because it's like, all right, first time wearing USA on my back. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what you're supposed to do in your life. Like, mm-hmm. get here, do work. Just like, know that all the work, all the time, all the energy you put into it is, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't stress, just make it happen. Right. Um, and so... Yeah, it worked out. That, yeah. I, just as you said, like putting USA on your back, that seems like a lot of pressure. Like when you're in the locker room and you're putting on the Lycra and you're just like one arm yeah. and then you're putting on the other arm and then you're doing the zip and then you have like Rocky music playing. Yeah. I, I, wish, like, I wish it was that like beautiful. I think I had like a, some sort of skirt in the middle of the infield, like trying to shimmy into my yeah. tiny little speed suit for the first time. And oh, like, it was not that cool. Glorious, but I like I like what you did there. That was nice. That's cool. Thank you. <laughs> and then I would say the second second one um, was just this last August at the U.S. National Championships. I got second in the Kieran. Okay. And that's my only individual medal um, okay. at Elite National Championships. So uh, that was cool. That was nice to be able to put that together and cool. and show that I'm not only a team sprint rider, but I can hang with the best in the country by myself good real quick just down the line the track has a lot of different events Mm -hmm. can you like tell us just you know because you said kieran yeah uh explain what kieran is and explain just how many events does the track have and and what's the difference between all of them yeah i mean there's like there's i think a few dozen events on the track okay but um as far as the olympics are concerned i think there's only nine or ten events that are in the Olympics, but you have your time trials where there's, um, you're only basically going against the time you come out of a starting gate and that's, that's that. So fastest guy that could just smash it. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the sprint races, which are, I mean, you have the flying 200 as a time trial and then the match sprinting, which is only two people. And then you have three ups and four ups where it's a three lap race. It's exactly like a match sprint with two people, only there's three or four people. So it just makes the dynamic a little different, but it's Mm -hmm. still very much a sprint. And then the Kieran is an eight lap race with a a motorcycle that leads you out for the first five and a half laps. And what the motorcycle is doing is it's, if you pass, even overlap the wheel of the motorcycle, you're disqualified. And so the motorcycle is keeping the pack together and pretty much guaranteeing a sprint finish. So he slowly increases the speed. I think it's like 38 miles per hour or something like that. Okay. Pulls off with two and a half laps to go. And then it's just a free for all with six riders on okay. the track. Um, and then you have your endurance, right? 
races, which are mass start races. So mm-hmm. there's anywhere from, I think max is 24 people on the track. Really? Um, and those are, um, I mean, what they do for the Omnium, the scratch race, the points race. And then you have the Madison, which is a whole different crazy show where you have a partner and you're grabbing their hand and throwing them in. And mm-hmm. those guys are just next level crazy. <laughs> but uh, it's cool. That's so, dope. Yeah. That's that's super so cool. I think that's one of the coolest things about the track is it's so eclectic and there's so many different types of riders and types of events. Right, right. And, you know, with all these events comes the Olympics. And that's something that you're working towards. And what has been one of the biggest obstacles that you face towards your journey? I'd say time. Um, I mean, like you said, I, it's been five years and I'm trying to expedite the process of becoming one of the top track cyclists in the world. And um, doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> five years is pushing it. Yeah, and so I think just having the time to develop as much as I need to. I mean, I know I have the ability to. Um, it's just how much time do I have to do it? If I started f- four years earlier, would I have gone to the last Olympics maybe? Um, or would I have been in a better position for this one? Um, so I think time is just, it is what it is, and you try and make the most of it. Can I ask you something? You know how this is super off, but like some women are like, oh man, I, I need to get pregnant before 35 or it's over. <laughs> Do you feel, have you given yourself like an age limit? Like this is what I need to accomplish. Does the bef- Olympics my baby? It can yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> it can uh, be. I think, I think if, uh, as of right now, um, the 2016 games will be the only Olympics I try to go for in track cycling. Talking with my wife, wanting to basically start a new chapter of life with um, house and kids and whatever else. I mean, I've been competing at a mostly professional level for, um, I don't know if you count track and field, a long time, a dozen years or so. And so I'm I'm ready for that next chapter. But... um, what was the question? The question was like, do you have like an age limit? Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is what I want to so pull I think, off before. I think early, early mid thirties for okay. guys is kind of where it's at. As mm-hmm. far as I mean, looking at the physiological side of things with testosterone and whatever mm-hmm. else, like, um, you have to be peaked and, and, um, on it. But, and you got guys like Chris Hoy, I think he was 34 or 35 at the okay. last Olympics and he smashed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Beast. so, yeah. And so, I think early mid thirties is is where it's at. So if I went for twenty twenty, I would be um, thirty three. Thirty three. Um, okay. Yeah. So or no, sorry, thirty four. How so old are you right now? Right there, twenty nine. Okay. Okay. So I'd be thirty four then, um, and I think that would be towards the towards the end of where most people can keep competing at that level. Interesting. Interesting. No. That's solid. That's solid. Are you? Uh... What do you, are you expecting anything from the Olympics? Like, what do you, I mean. Well, I gotta oh, make it first. <laughs> yeah, you gotta make it first. You gotta <laughs> make it first. It's a huge task. I think making, making the Olympics is, um, I mean, not, not to obviously put down winning the Olympics. No. But making it there and being one of the top to even compete there is harder than competing there. I can imagine. Um, because yeah. it's, it's a two-year, I mean, just to qualify takes two years. Right. Um, of competing around the world. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just I kind of 
I mean, I look towards the Olympics as that endpoint, that goal, that um, that motivator. But basically, I I got to look to every other race before that, right? Um, with the utmost uh, just gusto to try and <laughs> just right. try and get everything out of it that I can and get when, the points needed. Uh, Nate, when you travel to go race, are you able to? walk around and like be on vacation somewhat not yet Um, Mm. so i think in london i'll have an extra day afterwards uh i leave to london october 16th um and so i'll have a little bit of time um but usually i mean people are sponsors are paying for everything and Mm -hmm. so i train up until the race i go i race and i come home um and get back to training all business yeah yeah i mean i wish it was a little bit lighter, but that's uh, kind of the name of the game. Mm-hmm. So it's well, part of the show, yeah. Yeah. Where did you just get back from? You just got back from Europe recently. Yeah, it's in uh, Cottbus, Germany. It's about an hour south of Berlin. Okay, how was it out there? It was great. Um, Germany's awesome. I, the German people are great. I love them. Super Drugs, nice. Is that what super, you're gonna say? Super friendly. No, <laughs> they're awesome. Um, that's cool. And so. Uh, yeah, I had a good time out there. There is a three-day race, and so okay. basically, it's um, kind of like a festival, like a summer festival. Right, um, right. And a lot of the same promotion and stuff for the Berlin Six Day is done for Cottbus. Uh-huh. They call it like the Little Sister. Uh-huh. Um, and so I went out there and raced, and didn't do as well as I had hoped, but uh, wasn't the wasn't what I was really aiming for. I'm okay. more concerned about London. Yeah, yeah. How is the how are the crowds out there? How are the people? The people themselves are awesome. The crowds are um, awesome too. I mean, I think two of the nights out there, there's probably for that race in Cottbus, two to three thousand. Mm-hmm. And then the Berlin six days, like twelve thousand people, six nights in a row. So mm-hmm. that's like next level. That's a good turnout. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty legit. Very good turnout. Um, and everybody, yeah. There's, I mean. There's music, there's um, things going on, the announcers are awesome, there's great crowd engagement, they hand out things to basically make noise and to clap with. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's... I would want to go to that. That's different. Most of the time we come here, we sit down and watch you guys race, go home. Yeah, Yeah, so, I mean, they have, yeah, lots of beer and lots of... Sausages oh, and yeah. food and whatever. Sausages. So, like going to a soccer game, right? Yeah, football yeah. Football game, yeah. but for cycling. Yeah. That's so. Dope. Yeah, it's it's a huge part of their culture and um, just what they've grown up with. What that's so that's why you think it's a huge part of their culture is because they grew up cycling there. I mean, the United States is a driving. It's a driving country. It's a driving mm-hmm. infrastructure. We're so big. Everything's so spread out. So we're used to just being in a car and riding. In Europe, I feel like they've been there for so long they their roads have they have age to them they they could maybe they're used to bikes a lot more i mean what is it what do you you've yeah fortunate i mean to check it's, that out it's yeah it's a, people ride their bikes everywhere there they don't have to get in the car to go around the corner to the grocery store they hop on their bike and they get the groceries they need mm-hmm. um so riding a bike is a part of the culture they have money behind cycling mm-hmm. um, and behind the velodrome where here it's football, basketball, baseball with the money. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's not those big um, sponsors and those big money backers, right. it's, it just makes it so much harder to get the momentum needed. I hear you. That makes sense. You know, I, I don't know if you know, and tell me if I'm wrong. 
I heard or I was told and I read by the internet, and the internet does lie, Madison Square Garden was originally built with a velodrome yes. or for a velodrome. Correct. So, like, even till this day, Madison Square Garden is one of the most famous venues in the world. Yep. Do you ever think they'll see a velodrome in there again? God willing. Um, yeah, that would be so cool. So that's where the event in the Madison started, and that's mm-hmm. how it got its name. And I think... I don't know if this is the exact date, but by in 1923, there were more velodromes than baseball fields in the U.S. Really? Um, it, was the, it was the biggest, most spectated sport in the U.S. was velodrome racing. Um, and maybe that's just because there was more Europeans at that time, and now we turned into Americans. And we America! Like, we like running into America. each other uh, and grunting and... Whatever else. So. And throwing french fries at each yeah, other, calling them freedom fries. fries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love America. Don't get me wrong. I'm just not a big football no, fan. No, that I football season. I'm not, I'm, that is so crazy to me. You said 1923. There are more tracks than baseball fields. So what happened in basically around the Great Depression? Yeah, Do you Great see what Depression I'm saying? is when things, yeah, they tore all the velodromes down, used the wood and whatever else. Um, and then, yeah, you have the World Wars and... Uh, yeah, it just didn't, it didn't stick. It was easy to go throw a ball around in a field that didn't take, take much. Right. So it's a shame. It is a shame. I'm thinking about that it's right not now. Too late. What if it's not too late? It's not too late. We could bring this back, Nate. I, that would be so nice. I think, I think it starts with things like, uh, the Wolfpack hustle and red hook and things uh-huh. like that. I think that's the new grassroots and, Hopefully in 10, 15 years, those are the races that are bringing out 30, 40, 50,000 people to spectate. And right. then we can piggyback maybe um, a six-day on top of those with a brand-new velodrome and, and, right. a, and a party. A six-day is a party. It's based around entertainment. I mean, we we as riders, we get paid to go out there, and mm-hmm. we know what we're getting paid. And so we're not concerned about like, okay, I got to win this so I can pay for my airfare. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna race my ass off, and I want to win, but I'm going to hook that guy to the rail and see what happens, and the crowd's going to go nuts too. And then if I win, that's just a bonus. That's great. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> so that's, we're going to fuck this guy up and see what happens. Let's <laughs> And that's why, I mean, we'll do a three-minute track stand uh, because it's entertaining and it's fun. And right, it's, it's right, right. So. That's so cool, cool. So, Nate, depending on the race, when you take off on a standing start, do you accelerate right away and continue to do so? Or do you wait till halfway and then start kicking it up afterwards? Is it depending on the race or is that pretty much every race I mean, you do one particular move? No, I mean, if it's a standing start lap that's 250 meters, I mean, you just give everything you have and hope that you die as little as possible the last 20, 30 meters. Well, I've seen, uh, like, standing start for time trials as well, right? Do they do that? I'm not too familiar with it. Unfortunately, they don't anymore. They used to do a a one-lap 250 as a time trial. Oh, okay. So then, so yeah. pretty much the only standing starts would be. But just... they do the they do the kilo, which is four laps, so one kilometer, and that one like everybody's a little different on that one. I mean, the more endurance guys will get out pretty moderate and keep accelerating, accelerating, accelerating. Someone like me who specializes more in the standing start side of things, like I'm just gonna get out right off the bat, get out the way, full totes, and yeah. just see what happens. Just let it rip. Ah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna die sometime. <laughs> I just hope it get comes it a little later sooner. than sooner. 
All right. So. All right. You were talking about gear changes in uh, or changes in the sport when it comes to yeah. ratios. Yeah. Uh, explain that because like Willow was asking you earlier, people want to know what ratios these top guys are running, you know, mm-hmm. and explain what you just said earlier because it was kind of amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, in the past, in less than 10 years, really, people have started to go up in gear ratio. So, I mean, there's guys that used to, I mean, you used to be able to win the Olympics on like a, a 1350 or 1349 or something, which, and right now you'd be spinning out like crazy. And so, and to change that, I now guys are doing time trials in like Eddie Dawkins uh, of New Zealand. He does like a 12. Uh, 56 or 57. So right? that's stupid gears. 56 wow. chain ring in the front. In the front with and a 12 with in the a 12 back. in the rear. Yeah. That's, oh, that's ridiculous. Monster. Yeah, and that's that's next level. And I mean so he's going he's only doing 120 some odd rpms, but mm-hmm. he's going like I don't know, fast. How many <laughs> 80, like 78 79 kilos? Or kilometers an hour, I mean, just ripping. Is that how you do your math? You do it by kilometers. Every, you don't do it by miles. Yeah, uh, miles per hour. I, I don't know. Yeah. Do you know that? Are you good at the conversion? If I said what's no. thirty kilometers, I just know like what we get up to in in track. Yeah. You just kind of yeah, look at your track, speedometer yeah. in your head. Yeah, and yeah. Just yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. where it is. Yeah, we're about yeah twenty <laughs> k entry, thirty k, whatever. Yeah. Real quick, Edgar, uh, how many people in the street do you think are going to start running fifty seven twelve? Don't do it, guys. <laughs> Break your legs off. Kneecaps will be hitting windows. I like I like Nate said. Don't do it. Uh, one thing I I always suggest is if you're not used to running uh, track bikes without a brake, run the brake, especially right. if you have a big gear that you cannot stop if you're on the street and you're used to running it without a brake run it with a brake yes oh yes. everybody use a brake yes nice. i've seen like i think two yes. or three guys broadside cars midday you've and seen it with your I've eyes seen it. oh i've seen it and i'm sitting in my car as a professional track cyclist <laughs> laughing like these freaking fixie fools dude getting creamed on the street this is classic hashtag creamed <laughs> yeah. fixie fools Hashtag cream. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. I, I tell them all the time. I always get on the podcast. I tell them, don't worry about people clowning on you because you have brakes. If yeah. you can't rock the gear, switch down or rock a brake. I mean, imagine if you crash and you lost all your teeth. Yeah, look Ooh, at me. He's talking about you. <laughs> no, and, and the problem is that I had a solid gear. You know what I'm saying? So what does that tell you? You can yeah. still die even yeah, if you're straight. Sure. Wear a helmet. Nate's so, yeah, fucking with Edgar. And I had a helmet. Day. Wear a helmet, everybody. Life's too short. Nate's probably the only one that can get on me. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. People are running some crazy gears out there, yes. but... It's it's really important to ride safe. Um, what are, are there any things that you see in the streets that you know? Just like you said, you're in your car. You know, you just got back from the track, but you see some fixie fools, or you just see some people doing some things on the street. Because I know I ride often, but when I'm driving, I see some cyclists doing some shit on the streets that irks me. So I see videos on Facebook of these guys cutting through traffic and running red lights and whatever else. Yeah, okay. Edgar raises his hand. <laughs> I, I made a couple of videos like that yeah. recently. Uh-huh. And like, if I mean, it just, it looks so bad, man. And like, you're not doing it skillfully. It's almost like, oh shit, I got to do this and do that. And all of a sudden you're hit by a bus or you hit some dude's car and then you ride off and the dude in the Mercedes has a huge dent in his car and some 
punk ass kid just ran into him and he's yeah. like shit out of luck. Yeah. Like that's just not cool. Like that sucks. That's bad <laughs> karma. You're going to you're going to get yours one day. Yeah. Like that's how that works. Uh, and that's the guys that are running the big ass gears with no brakes. Yeah. I'm trying right. to tell you. Is that you. what it is? It makes a full circle. Yeah, so yeah, I just uh I don't know. Try to try to abide by the ro- rules of the road. I mean, yeah, I I roll through stop signs, and if there's nobody coming on a red light, like I'll I'll pretty much come to a stop and then cruise. But um, I got brakes, and I'm using a road bike. I don't ride a fixed ge- fixed gear bike on the road. That's like a death wish to me. Fixie, um, really? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, you I said it like no, 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 that's crazy. No. Unless it's a closed course <laughs> and like. I mean, shit, man. I got a wife, and I yeah, mean, a lot yeah. of you guys that ride on the streets got kids, Willow. Oh, no, and, uh, like, it's... Definitely. My wife gets on me, believe yeah, it. I've actually calmed down a lot since before. So, yeah, she got on me. She's made an impact, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't be selfish, man. I mean, there's a lot of other people in your life besides just you. So, how about this? I'm going to... I like playing devil's advocate. So, I'm gonna, so this is what I'm going to do. Man, fuck Nate. How dare him? He thinks he's not in the streets with us. way. He's not in the streets with us, Holmes. We can't afford breaks, man. So, yeah, what are we like going to do? I'll say it again. If you don't need to take a red light, don't take the red light. If right. you're going to do it, please at least have somewhat of a calculated risk. Don't just go in there blind. That's all I got to say. And if you're rocking a fixed gear bike that you're not used to, make sure you have the brake on there. I feel bad I put a Spanish accent on that. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> it comes natural to you, so it's all good. It's okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, if you don't like what I'm saying, that's that's fine. Just be safe, man. Yeah, and if no, you get by, if you get hit by a car, you hit a car. I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hell yeah. As, Let them know, Nate. We've all been through it. When you're about to get hit or you are getting hit, it feels like everything slows down for a second. It all slows down. So in that slow, they're just going to hear your voice, Nate. It's going to be Captain America, Captain America in a kit and just saying, I told you. (laughs) (laughs) You get a t-shirt like that, me pointing. Instead of, instead of, we want you, I told you so. I told told you so. (laughs) Hashtag fix you fool. Yeah. Oh my god. That's solid. It's a solid truth too. So hell yeah. If you get a shirt made, I'll be down. Um do you have any other advice for novice riders? You know, I got an email earlier this week. Somebody was like, uh, hey man, I have these five hundred dollar rims and I don't know if I should ride them in the street and this and that. The other, you know, people are buying these expensive parts just to look good, but they feel kind of like, mm, I don't know if I should be rocking this or what should I do? I mean, that's part I don't I feel like I'm all over the place now, but it, to me, I felt like for him to even send me that, he was like obviously new at riding, but was still kind of concerned. Yeah, I Do you mean, see what I'm saying? if you're questioning it, you shouldn't have bought it. Boom. Um, I mean, if you buy it and ride it, that's what it's for. But I mean, I'm not going to ride my Mavic Disc and IO on the street. I, that's used for racing on the velodrome. So maybe if you have your nice wheels, save those for race day and get a pos pair that you can rip around on the street and you don't care if all the spokes fly out um and riding if you're racing train and ride with crappy wheels don't ride your nicest stuff and then race day throw on your nice stuff and you're gonna go that much faster so i mean i i train with mavic uh what mavic cosmic like 
crap wheels with regular clinchers on at 110 PSI um, on the Velodrome because it's just and I wear my regular kit. I'm not wearing a speed suit and an arrow helmet and training. It's just, it's a regular training day. I mean, focus on riding your bike and riding hard. And then when race day comes, you put on the fancy stuff. I, I have an example. It's like if you dress like you're going to go to the club every day of your life, when you actually show up to the club, it's not really that fun. Exactly. It's so. not special. Yeah. Willow, Willow can attest to that. Yeah, he likes it. He knows what's good. Up into Club Willow. I don't really dance. I'm hugging the wall. I'm on the wall. I'm waiting for anything to crack off just in case. So I'm going down. I'm ready. If you stay ready, you don't have to. What's the worst thing? You're going to lose your teeth? I already did that. <laughs> Man, shots fired today. Today it's on today with me and Nate. He's throwing his shield at Will all day. That Captain America shield just keeps hitting Will right in his mouth. That's funny. Let's. Uh, we want to go on to our next segment. Uh, so um, the LA Times article. We have an LA Times article attached, and what they're trying to do for the Los Angeles in 2024, they're thinking about bringing their bidding to bring the Olympics in in 2024. In LA now, when was the Olympics here last time? It was recent, within the past. It was 1984. 1984. The sign is still over there in Compton. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Edgar knows what's good. Right there by the Crystal Park Casino. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Over by KHS. That's right. So, do you think the Olympics, Nate, is a good idea here in LA? Oh yeah. Um. I mean, Olympics does good things. Well, here, here, LA 84, um, as a foundation, is still making money today off the Olympics they had. Still? They're the most profitable um, nonprofit Olympic whatever uh, ever. And so I think if the right people get behind it and do things correctly, um, it'll not only be an amazing opportunity for those few weeks to have um, – the Olympics and the Paralympics hosted here, but and it'll open up so many new venues and opportunities for um, I mean, the kids, essentially, and those up and coming to um, aspire and dream to get to that level. So I think, yeah, nothing but good things, I think, would come out of it. Right, right. There's a lot of cities that are that are trying to run up for this, though, you know, and what I'm thinking is, is that why should they give L.A. another chance? L.A. is trying to build a whole new entire urban like infrastructure. They're trying to build a lot of new shit, new stadiums. But they already had it here. Other cities are going to look at L.A. and say they just had it in 84. Oh, that's a long time ago, dude. That's 30 years ago. That is 30 years 30 ago. 30 years ago. That is, uh, yeah. uh, that is 30 years ago. I was born in 83, Dean. I was born in 88. So get your facts right. but uh no i think i think la is a great place to have it um i mean a lot of things as far as infrastructure and uh venues would need to be put in but i think that's just adding to the awesome city that it is already and hopefully i mean quote unquote clean up some certain areas and and bring in good vibes and um good opportunities there um so yeah, I, I hope LA gets it. That would be epic. You said that if LA earlier, you said this if LA did decide to do it, they might um, build on top of the not build on top, but kind of build up the velodrome that you're on currently, or quite, might quite possibly build a new one. Yeah. So there's there's pretty much two ways they could spin it. I mean, 
2024 is a long ways away as it is. Um, And so who knows what will happen before then. But if they use the current velodrome, first there's two beams on the far sides on the infield going up to the roof, which currently for a velodrome, there has to be a clear view of sight throughout the entirety of the track. And so they would have to ask for a certain exemption for it to be held there Mm, as is. So that's a huge obstacle in and of itself. Then even more so, I mean, they would have to put at least two or three million dollars into renovations for um, bathrooms and facilities for athletes and all sorts of stuff. That's the Carson Velodrome, the Velo Sports Center is an awesome facility and great track, I think mostly for training um it's just unfortunately not set up to hold host huge events like that i mean that's a huge event dude i mean you're looking to have at least three thousand people packed in there um and it's just it'll be it'll be bumping three thousand spectators plus all athletes and coaches and press and whatever else so oh yeah a lot of people or a lot of a lot of things would need to change. A lot of money would need to go into that facility, and I would say, if I had it my way, mm-hmm. build another track okay. and have have another facility that's built for um, a party, essentially, uh-huh. and built for uh, um, a celebration of some sort, and and we can end up hosting six days and whatever else, and it can be used for concerts to bring in big money and things like that. So. Um, I think to look towards long-term and the success of the city and cycling, a new velodrome would be the way to go. At we right here, uh, it's, we got this from what? The South Bay Cluster. Is that what that is? And, oh, this is from the LA Times. I'm sorry. Um, it says that the organizers would need to spend $45 million to expand the building and add seating. Inside of the StubHub. Just build a new velodrome. New velodrome, please. 46 million? 45, actually. Just one off. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) F word. My mom might listen. No, no, that's that's nuts, man. I mean, the new velodrome in Canada that they just put in, I think, was 56 million. And the thing is epic. Um, I mean, the track is awesome and the facility is just next level. And that's where all of um, the Canadian cycling team is Uh um, stationed and whatnot with gyms and offices. And um, I mean, they just had the um, Pan American Games there. And that brings a huge crowd in tons of countries. But if you're going to spend $45 million, I hope to God you would just build a new velodrome, a new facility. Like, don't tiptoe around it. Just do it right. If you're going to do it, do it right. Where would you build it? Do you are you familiar? Well, you're born and raised in the LA area. Temecula. Temecula, I, uh, the yeah, San Diego-ish, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, I don't. And who knows? I mean, say another. Shut up, Willow. Uh, who knows? Uh, who knows? I mean, what's what land will be available in five years? But there is. I mean, they're looking to build a football stadium. They're building the new Porsche track right a, across the Goodyear Blimp. They're building a Porsche track? Uh, Where? I'm going to be there. Dean didn't even know about that. Really? With your 911 Carrera that you have parked in the back? Um, I don't have one yet, but one day I will. And I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna let gonna you ride. I'm the window. Is I Jerry Seinfeld gonna give you one of his? Is that what he's gonna do? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, 
so I yeah I don't know as far as land availability, um, but I hope if if they were to build a new velodrome, they would look at the longev- longevity of the location of it um, to get more people. I would hope it would be built. Um, maybe a little bit, um, closer towards the city because there's a lot of kids out there. I mean, um, I mean, most of the Wolfpack kids are towards the city in that area and, uh, it's a track for them to come to Carson. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there's more available. I have one more question for you, Nate, regarding, uh, the actual track racing. If somebody wanted, well, for the young kids that don't have the actual resources to go out to the track. What do, what do you need to do in order to do what you do with, for, to run for Team USA? What, what's the first thing you need to do in order to get started um, if someone wanted to do it? Yeah, I mean, so basically you have to, first things first, get certified on the track. Second thing, get your USA Cycling license and then start trying to upgrade. Um, to Basically, to race elite nationals, you have to be a Category 1 or Category 2 on the track. Um, once you do that, um, then you do all your races and if you're going fast enough, if you're turning people's heads, um, the powers that be will get a hold of you. Um, and so basically you have to make an impact, make, make, make a time, make a, yeah, make it known that you're fast. Um, and you got to do more than just local races. I mean, you could go fast here mostly, but I mean, then you got to go, I mean, to T-Town in Pennsylvania, the track in Texas, and um, wherever else. you got to race around the country and show that you can race anywhere and go fast anywhere. So um, get get certified, get your license, get your upgrades, go fast. I When you tell me, when, I, when you say the powers to be, I just think of a whole bunch of like older European guys drinking tea, just going, hmm, he's fast, yes. Hmm, should we let him in? Yes, we You're should. You're not too far off. <laughs> see, <that's... laughs> For some reason, I felt that. Like, I just see a bunch of guys sitting in a room just going, is he fast? Yeah, I don't know. Well, what do you think? I mean, that's – whoever's flipping the bill mm-hmm. needs to make sure that – you're going to uphold um, your promise. It's it's a business. Riding for USA is a business. If you're not going fast, they're not going to front five Gs to send you over to Europe for a race to get your ass kicked. Right. Um, and they shouldn't. And so um, go fast. Just don't don't think about what do I need to get on. Like how do I get on the team? How do I get the gear? How do I get this, that, and the other? Like you get the times, you get the results, then you'll get the things, right. um, and you'll get all the fun stuff. All right, guys, we're moving on to segment five now. I want to tell you a little bit about uh, what's going on with uh, consumption with gas. So oil companies lobby against bill that would cut gasoline consumption by fifty percent in California. Last Wednesday, the state senate cut out a very major component of climate change bill that would cut California's gasoline consumption. By 50%. Although the rest of the bill continued, what are the repercussions that have to face the state without a united voice promoting alternative transportation? From the state's top government, what do you think, Nate? Nice. Ride your bike more. Boom. I concur. Well, here, let me hit you with this, right? This was right here in the state of California. I remember I watched a documentary years ago with my dad. My dad was born and raised here in L.A., And the World Fair took place, I think, in the 60s or the 70s or something like that. But when the World Fair, before it actually went down, the company that built the monorail system in Seattle 
came to LA County and said, for the World Fair, we want to build you 60 miles of a monorail for free in Los Angeles County, and we'll only take the profits for two years. LA could have it after that. That's a come up. The city said no. Jesus. The city said no because they didn't want anybody on metros. They wanted people driving because Firestone, Chevron, everybody paid off everybody in the LA city. And this is this is no. This was Damn. during the World Fair. So when I see something like this going on right now, they want to cut 50% of gas consumption here in, in California. Who's going to pay them off? But they're just going to get paid off again. What does this say? Another plan that's set to restore roads in California mm-hmm. was also shut down by Republicans and some Democrats. Yes. So they already shut it down. So these gas lobbies, you know what I mean, came through and said, yo, dude, here's a couple hundred thousand. You guys just need to keep quiet, please. Yeah. I think the best way to make an impact is for... And people themselves to take it upon themselves right. to um, transport differently. I mean, just getting back from Europe and from Germany, um, everybody rides their bike. I mean, they got their kids on the front of their bike, or literally a kid on the front, kid on the back, right. um, and they ride everywhere. And granted, their communities, their cities, their villages are um, smaller and closer, and the things are uh, not as difficult to get to. Um, but still, you can, I mean, if you're five miles away, like, hop on a bike. There's electric bikes now, too, dude. Right. You can pedal mm-hmm. literally push 30 watts, and you'll go 30 miles per hour. There's That's this old awesome. guy that smashed on me on an electric bike the yeah. other day. He rode by me, and he was like, huh, I know I'm cheating, and he kept going. And I was like, are you serious? Caught him and pushed him over. Yeah, I should have. I should have. I shoulder bumped him or something. Well... I mean, pretty much just like Nate said, I think it's very important for the people to kind of take it upon themselves. You know, uh, L.A. County is putting in 300 miles of new bike road. And if California does want to cut 50 percent of all driving and oil consumption, you know, I think it's very important for everybody to even though even though the government, you know, is not, you know, I hate saying, you know, is getting paid off by the oil guys. I think it's still very important. <clears throat> uh, well, I, I can't call it. I can't. But I will say this. It's because uh, it, because of the deductions, are they going to deduct what uh, Mayor Garcetti said regarding our bike lanes that we were going to get? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think those lanes are still coming in. Um, they... Well, look, remember what he said? He said he was going to stop cyclist death 100% by 2024, right? Is it, was that correct? Well, nobody will be riding bikes in 2020. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm just saying that's what he stated. I mean, that would be dope, but can it really happen? Is it is it really going to happen? There's a lot of things wrapping up for 2024. The Olympics in 2024. Mm-hmm. There's no bike deaths in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> and more bike lanes. So it would be good. It's, it is contradictory. It's contradictory because California is saying, uh, yeah, this is what we want to do, but it didn't get passed. L.A. County saying, well, we do want to have 300. We do want to cut gas consumption, obviously, because we want people to ride more. So how come the state's not helping one of the biggest counties in California? I know why. Because people are making a lot of money when people buy gas. Yeah. That's it. What about Tesla? Well, Tesla, Tesla. If you have the money to buy that car, if you have a, the money to buy, it, I would. Yeah. But I don't have the money like that. Do they have like a Datsun Tesla? They're supposed to be coming out. I think within the next two years, a twenty-six thousand dollar car. 
a twenty six. But that's still is that a lot of money for a car? I think that's still a lot of money. I'd say no, that's, that's early mid range. I think early that's middle class prices. To, no, if you're looking to buy a new car, you're gonna buy something anywhere from eighteen to thirty five. Okay. Yep. I would say. Okay. So that's middle of the new car range, I would I would say. But then you look into, okay, well, it's 26, but what is it for the charger extra battery or whatever? Mm-hmm. How far I mean, could it go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all that kind of stuff. How long does the charge last and how fast does it recharge? And is it is it really as uh, good as it, it could be for your daily commuter? I think that the Tesla right now that they have them, the Model S, and I'm a huge fan of Teslas. Yeah. It can only go from here to Vegas, pretty much. But the thing is about those cars is pretty that legit. It is pretty legit. It looks you know? dope. It, it looks dope. dope. Yeah, it looks wide. really good. Yes, that big old yeah. screen in the middle. I've seen it already. They pull up good. on you. They're like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the the Model? Uh, the new one, the Model T, or what's the SUV they're coming out oh, with they next have a year? I haven't seen that. The doors open up. They're going doors, so they open up like this. Um, Ooh, really? Like, uh, what, did the DeLorean open up? We're yeah, in the future. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are in the future. Next level. Yeah. We're in the future. It's only like 75000 so I'm getting That's affordable. Really that's affordable. Yeah, that's affordable. Is Marty McFly going to walk out of it? Yeah, like in the commercial? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little DQ, yeah. little discount right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. No, yeah, those, I don't know. The idea of, like, cutting gas consumption by 50% is going to be a very, it's a, everybody in the state as a whole needs to fight against it. So, it's not going to happen. It's, it's like, it's like uh, health and diet and that kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. up to the people to do it. I mean, yeah. the government can say it as much as they want, right. but if each individual doesn't do their part, that sounds lame. But uh, it's true. I mean, if each person doesn't have a plan of action of how they're going to do that, it's not going to happen. Like, if you just say, oh, I need to eat better, but nobody teaches you how to eat better, chances Mm -hmm. are it's not going to work. Right. So, I mean, how do you cut your driving in half or how do you be more efficient with it? How do you, um, you know, are we going to give, like, biking classes to people and have Mm -hmm. bike sales go Mm -hmm. Um, way cheaper and push electric bicycles so people can easily ride 20 miles mm-hmm. to and from work and it's not like they're sweating and killing themselves to do it. So right. I think there's a bigger bigger thing than just what legislation says. Legislation can say whatever the hell it wants, but if people can't do it, it's not going to work. Right. Just two good things, at least, for those of you that are always drivers, if you don't own a bike, two good things, at least. Well, two good things. One, you lose weight without even trying yeah. And two, it makes you happy. Yeah. It makes you happy. So, That's at least two things, two good things that I can offer for you to write my about. My first year at Cal State Long Beach, I uh, I came in. I already did three years in junior college, so I was older. But I, I, my scholarship meant that I had to stay in the dorms, which I was cool with because it's three all-I-could-eat meals every day. So, That's right. Lucky. But uh, I, I saw something awesome. It was all the freshman girls was probably the first time yeah i got your attention <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was probably the first time they had ridden a bike in eight 
plus years. Mm -hmm. So you see all these girls riding around on beach cruisers with smiles like ear to ear. Dangerous as all get out. Like they are squirrely, like running into people literally with their beach cruiser, but so damn happy. Happy, yes. Happy is so rad. So dangerous, so happy. Happy to eat shit almost. And that's why. And some of them did. A lot of the time. You just said it, Dean. I mean, Nate, sorry. So dangerous, but happy. Same way I ride brakeless. Exactly. Dangerous. Exactly. But happy. There it is. It, Drop mic. <laughs> no, it does feel weird. It's like, it. it's dangerous but happy. It does. Yeah. I don't know. It, it provides this weird feeling. I, I can attest to that. No, but yeah, that's at least two things that I can offer you if you're not trying to drive all the time. You you could get an electrical bike, right? Yeah. yeah. You, yeah, you don't have to work out and you just dip. One of the first companies, I'm not giving a shout out to these people, but one of the first cycling companies I interned for when I moved here um, was a company called Curry Technologies. And they, when I was doing video and photo work with them, they were developing a, now I don't know if I should even be saying this, but this is years old, you know, but they were developing, yeah, they are developing an electric bicycle for the LAPD that goes like oh, yeah. 45 miles an hour. As they should. That's, yeah, yeah. It's like a pedaling horse. Right. Right. Save the horses. And then the way they don't shit all over the street. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. No, we just, uh, in the Bike Fit studio, we just got an electric bicycle. Really? So after we do somebody's fits, usually we have them go ride outside for five, ten minutes. So now we can go ride outside with them um, when they're jamming on their, like, $15,000 mm-hmm. time trial mm-hmm. bike. And I can be right next to them just cruising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. If, if you haven't ridden an electric bike, it's, it's addicting. It's yeah. pretty rad. They, I recommend it. They used to, Curry Tech used to allow me, it was the stupidest thing in the world. I would make videos for them, and I just moved here to L.A., and I didn't really know much. I knew how to make videos, but it was just like, this was just too early, too fast. They would allow me to take bikes home. It was, I lived right there in Northridge. This facility was in Chatsworth. They're like, yeah, take this bike home, do a video on it. And so I just go, wing, smash an electric, a new electric bike home every couple of weeks. One time, my How homie, huh? go for how much were they? Ooh, they I they Three, started like, yeah, but no, I think five. The base model was like five hundred, but they had some that went all the way up to about a couple hundred or a couple thousand yeah. for sure. Um, they gave me a scooter to smash on because they wanted me to do something on a scooter, mm-hmm. and my roommate ate shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> Fun but dangerous. Fun but dangerous. <laughs> and so I took it back. I took it back to the warehouse. I took a Sharpie and I cleaned up all the marks on it so they didn't see it. And I gave it back to the warehouse and I was like, listen, I think this has battery issues, by the way. You guys might have to look at that. Well, that's good. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's about it for our segment regarding oil. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to our sixth and last segment. We have upcoming events. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, what? Pinnacle Mass is happening September 19th. And also, again, here at Critical Mass, uh, it's happening here in Long Beach. And remember, please donate all your old please, bikes please. to the Cog and Crank. And uh, they loan bikes to the uh, the parents of the kids that don't have bikes. Because Critical Mass is for the kids, and the parents want to be able to keep up with them. Yeah, so, so that's a lot of fun. If, you don't have a, if you have a bike that you're not using or you don't need, it's just in the garage, uh, the Cog and Crank will take it off your hands. So somebody else can ride that's it. That's just for you, Nate. So we appreciate that. a bunch of extra bikes floating around that you're God, not even trying to ride. 
Also, yeah. <laughs> uh, Cycle Feed will be traveling to Interbike this week. Boom. Are you ready for that, Dean? I'm excited. Nader, are you going to Interbike this week? Team, team Nader will be there. Team Nader. Team Las Vegas. Yeah. When, we'll Wednesday only. Oh, okay. Wednesday, Wednesday only. only. Just doing an out and back for uh, some business and sponsor and then yeah. back for training. Yeah, okay. that's good. That's so. good. Yeah, okay. Focus. That's don't good. Don't be angry. I might, I might try and if the mini drums built up, I might take a couple laps on it. All right. They, they, they are going to have mini drum pads. There was, I hope so. Let yeah, us know so we can go check it out. Make a good Instagram like to go video. Check it out. Yeah, let us Me know. Me flying off the side. We don't want any Yeah. I don't think you'll fly out, Nat. I think you'll be good. But if you do, let us know. I'd like to go check that out. Let for sure. We're going to get there Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned for more updates on the uh, convention and uh, possibly live podcasts from out there. We're going to try to get a couple podcasts and we're going to see if we could come across anybody that's willing to talk to us and have fun in the hotel room or something like Definitely. that. Definitely. Vegas. Um, yeah, and anybody for anybody that doesn't know what Interbike is, you, can you explain Interbike, Nate, for anybody that doesn't know what Interbike is? I, I feel like it's like a kid in a candy store when it comes to bikes, pretty much. The largest once-a-year bike shop in America. In America. Basically. Anything and everything cycling is there, whether it's nutrition, shoes, clothing, bikes, helmets, like people with new inventions, um, or just a bunch of goons like us that like to go be around it. Right, um, right, right. Yeah. So, no, it's, it's, it's cool. It's, uh, it's pretty wild to see that much uh, cycling stuff under one roof. It's, it's pretty cool. It's cool because a lot of people, a lot of booths, they're like serving beer. They have beer taps yeah. and everybody's drinking. And then also at the same time, I remember I walked up to this one booth and he was like, he had supplements. But the guy that owned that company hired a bunch of strippers from a local oh, strip club. <laughs> and so, and I didn't realize it till afterwards, but I was like, I was like, yo, what's up with these supplements? And she just looked at me like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, you want to dance? Yeah, I was like, oh shit, I know exactly who you are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's dope. But he, he stupid good salesman, bitch. I guess. That's, that's so horrible. horrible. Now, to me, it's like, it's like the first, the first year I went, it was like Disneyland for me. Well, if you're into bikes. No, no, no. I couldn't believe there's so many things going on. There's, I saw uh, a bike, station trainer but it had it was like a jacuzzi so you could sit in it and it has a bike in the water and you're just pedaling dude i saw there are so many adventures out there i saw a a big ass mountain bike but there was a guy that had rollers yeah the roller, wooden rollers oh, the wooden rollers right on those, yeah. thick like logs yeah thick yeah. this thick and there some guy made them out of it's rollers right on a mountain bike. <laughs> it was right when the like fat tire bikes came out those yeah. like the big ones that was yeah that was whatever three four years ago those were just starting to come out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, those are fun. So, yeah, that's one of the many things that you see out of Interbike is a lot of new designs and new ideas that come out. You, you're kind of the first ones to check them out. It's pretty yeah. dope. That's why I like going. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of shit going on. See that cableless uh, shifting with SRAM. Oh, cool. cableless shifting. You, yeah, you, you, you have to do like a double tap in the front in order to move the front chain ring. I'm going to go check it out. So, so I read it somewhere on Facebook. When they're doing their testing, um, and they had it like in the Tour de France and whatever else the last couple of years. They put fake cabling on the bike just so people wouldn't see it and know what was going oh, on. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Because people would have asked, Undercover. obviously, like somebody would have gotten a picture of that. Like, yeah, bro, what's going on? 
And they That's just so launched sick. that, I think, a couple the other months. So how does that work? Bluetooth or wireless? wireless. Or what? <laughs> yeah, and the battery lasts for like three yeah. weeks. I remember hearing it. Three yeah. weeks to last. They've, you yeah. know they've tested the crap yeah. out of it. I mean, for the last Especially if they're going to run it to their friends. But yeah, it looks yeah. sick. I saw the little video on Facebook. Yeah. It's dope. Here's the next question. How much do you think it is? I don't know. It? I can't remember. I don't oh, know. you knew? No, you knew? It was, I mean, it's not cheap. Right. But I, I would bet it's probably somewhat competitive with a lot of the other electronic stuff out there. Yeah, there's a lot of electronic um, stuff out there. And they don't want it to be too outlandish. They want people to actually want to buy yeah. it. Right. Yeah, they talked about how they needed to run the same signal through the same wires. It was a sick setup, but they ended up coming up with something dope. So I'm going to go check that out. That's what exciting. Else? What other new product they got out there in their yeah. bikes? Anything, uh, anything else you want to add, Nate? Thanks for having me. Man, thank Super you for being here. Do you have any, you have any shout outs, you. any tags, any sponsors, anybody you want to talk about? I've talked about a few. I mean, if, yeah. yeah. Uh, CNP Nutrition, Champion okay. System, okay. Bont. Okay. Um, I was just spy, on the ball I wear the spy other day. sunglasses. If you don't wear spy sunglasses, get get your act together. Yeah. They're pretty legit. Is Spy your sponsor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spy hooks me up. They're pretty rad. They're in San Diego, so they're cool. They're cool. Oh, Spy is dope. I would like to. I would like to maybe get something going with Red Bull. Red Bull. So uh, call me. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nate is available. Yeah. Uh, also, what else? Uh, anything else, Dean? No. Good. I mean, just we're getting ready for Interbike. We're super excited. Um and yeah, we'll see everybody there. Hopefully, uh, we can talk to some. Uh, we can talk to Spy. Maybe they want to sponsor. All right, so we'll end the show. Yeah. Uh, again, Nate, thank you, man. Uh, to me, you made uh, our official cast respectful because you're an official athlete, man, a professional athlete, and I definitely appreciate you for being here, man. Thank you. I want to. I want to tell you something, Nate. Edgar looks up to you without actually saying it. Why you tell him? You know what I'm saying? Edgar, Why you telling like, him? He wants to be you. No, 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 no I no, want to no. be him. Oh, <laughs> me for Dave. Switch. I'll, I'll knock. Oh, he's just that a beast, dude. Like, as far as the cyclist, uh, Dave, oh shit, it's no Dave's been shooting on me all day. It's all good though. But no, it, uh, to be a fast rider like him is what I aspire to be. So definitely, I'd look up to him in that particular subject. No, for sure, dude. And he's a good guy, so respectful. It's all good. Hell yeah. Okay. Once, okay, once again, so, uh, Nate, thank you for being here. Also, anything else you wanted to add, Dean? Well, no, I wanted to say, you know, like, you know, you were at the race the first time I saw you at the drag, and having a conversation with you, talking to you, a really nice guy. You know, sometimes when it, when it comes to cycling, like, people show up, you don't know who they are, and, you know, people have attitudes sometimes. They really do, especially if they're fast, especially if they're good. Yeah, you're not you know? God's gift to cycling. Thank right. you. And, and you weren't like that at all. Super nice, super personable, and just, if anybody sees him in the streets, walk up to him like a star in chat. He's Captain America, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. And once again, like always, we're, we want to thank our uh, our host here, Will, at the Cock and Crank. Right. That's 4250. And again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Thank you.